What's up, Fight Fans, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Mat here on Final Timeout Sports. I am your host, Forbes Crowley, joined, as always, by Fernando Doctors for this ninth episode of The Mat. We're going to be looking back and breaking down the insane UFC 278 uh, Usman vs. Edwards 2 card, uh, and then looking a little ahead uh, for not this Saturday, but the following Saturday when we're going to have UFC Fight Night, uh, Cyril Gaon vs. Ty Tuavisa, and a pretty exciting heavyweight bout. But to start it off, um, you know, the first fight that we talked about was the Marcin Tybura versus Alexander Romanov fight. Um, you know, I had Romanov. I thought he was going to uh, be the first person to submit Marcin Tybura. Um, he did have, you know, two takedowns, five minutes of uh, control time. But um, he was definitely overall kind of being outstruck by Tybura, who's also... You know, holding a lot, a lot of time on the fence. Um, just didn't seem like uh, it was a great fight. You know, honestly, I thought it was going to be a draw. Um, Tybura ended up winning by uh, majority decision, but not, not the great, greatest uh, prelim highlight uh, fight. So, Nando, what were your thoughts on this one? No, I mean Forbes. Like we always say, you know, we're always looking for a for a knockout in these uh, heavyweight bouts, you know what I mean? And I feel like Romanov, you know, he had a couple takedowns. He definitely had a, I feel like he definitely had opportunities, but I think he may have been a bit complacent in this one. And like you said, wasn't a particularly, you know, interesting uh, or great fight. But, you know, I guess Tabura deserved to win it if somebody had to. Yeah, no, I agree with that overall. Someone had to win the fight, I guess, um, and Tabura, you know, had more significant strikes, I guess, landed more, uh, more to the head and, and body, and honestly, yeah, seemed like his strikes were doing a little more damage than Romanov's strikes, and, but not, yeah, definitely not a super exciting fight, um, when you put it in context of them being heavyweights, um, but then we moved on to, the main card where we had some pretty insane fights. Uh, first one that we talked about was the Jose Aldo versus Marab fight. I'm not even going to try with his last name. Marab um, <laughs> uh, ended up winning by unanimous decision. Um, you know, this was the one upset that I had picked. I had uh, Jose Aldo potentially winning uh, by decision. I, I didn't think either of these guys were going to get the finish. Um, but, you know, I'd say overall, like a, a disappointing. Um, fight again for this one, you know, a lot of time, uh, Marab holding up against the cage, you know, he was landing those significant knees, so you can't really break him up there, but, um, you know, you saw Jose Aldo yawning and, and rolling his eyes when Marab had him pressed up against the cage, um, Aldo's takedown defense was great, um, you know, obviously at some points Aldo got him to the, or sorry, Marab got him to the ground, but stuffing 16 takedowns by, uh, Marab was pretty insane. Um, and then, you know, other side of it, he did, Marab did outstrike him. Um, his output was pretty nuts, you know, uh, threw 230 strikes, landed 135. Only 57 of those were significant. So, you know, um, he wasn't, you know, he's just a volume type guy and he, he clearly wasn't getting tired. You know, the 16 takedowns, still was able to get five minutes of control time. Um, and, you know, got the unanimous decision. I don't see how one of the judges scored it 30-27. Definitely 
a 29-28 fight, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, tough. I think uh, Aldo said that he, uh, it seems like he's retiring. Um, it's not official, but he seemed to have indicated that to Marab after the fight. Um, and also said that, you know, he was only in it for one more title run, and this, this loss will definitely set him back. And, uh, you know, he's definitely going to have to think about this one if he wants to try it again. Um, but, Nando, what were your thoughts on this one? Honestly, Forbes, my biggest takeaway was Jose's takedown defense was just kind of elite. Phenomenal, like, yeah. If we're really talking, like, why this is scored the way that it was scored, it's just the straight volume. I feel like he really wasn't, like, hurt. You know what I mean? Marab was just throwing. You know, he continuously, time and time again, trying to take him down on the mat. Ended up, like, you know, a little... You know, giving him those, like, knees to the leg along the fence. But you know what? Like, you saw um, Jose doing that, Jan, like you said. Um, so it was one of those where it's like, yeah, I see why he won the way he won. But, like, at the end of the day, I feel like Jose landed a couple, a couple that definitely hurt him. And, you know, you never know in, in the octagon what goes down. But I feel like he just won primarily due to the volume. Yeah, you know, I tend to agree there. Um some fighters have, I saw, I think, you know, McGregor, a couple other fighters, uh, tweeted out that, um, ref should have been, you know, breaking them up, um, off the fence there, you know, getting them to stand up and just throw, which, you know, I see that to some extent, but I think it's also tough. Um, Rob was, you know, landing some of those strikes, so you can't take that away from him. You can't take those opportunities away, uh, for him to really, you know, land a lot of those solid knees. Um, but, yeah, if that's the last we see of Jose Aldo in the octagon, um, that'd be tough. You know, I definitely would have liked to see him go out, you know, obviously with a win, but if he's going to go out on a loss, you know, a battle, an absolute scrap, and not necessarily one where he kind of just got grabbed and, and worn down throughout the fight. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, obviously, you know, in the bantamweight division, we have TJ Dillashaw and Aljamain Sterling uh, fighting later this year. Um, if TJ Dillashaw wins that fight, that could open up uh, an opportunity for Marab to challenge. Um, if Aljamain wins, then, you know, their teammates, very good friends. Aljamain was in Marab's corner. Don't know if um, that's a fight that would actually happen. They've indicated that it wouldn't. So, um, you know, would have to see that. And at the same time, you know, we hope that they wouldn't want to hold up the division. Seems like, you know, Aljamain Sterling is not really too uh, opposed to holding up the division with his supposed injuries and, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we'll see. It's, uh, it's going to come down to the the title unification uh, later this year. But then, you know, our uh, one of two main events, um, middleweight bout, Paulo Costa uh, versus Luke Rockhold, um, had the right guy for this one, not necessarily the right um, way. But, you know, unanimous decision, pretty insane bout. I'll kick this right off to you, Nando. What did you think about this fight? There was, you know, absolute action start to finish. This fight was crazy, Forbes, because, like, when you also take into account how, like, the amount of power behind every single one of Costa's um, punches, like, it's crazy. Because this guy was just taking a beating, but then, like, he'd throw back. You know what I mean? It was very exciting. And like you said, I also... Um, predicted a knockout, you know, going Costa's way. Um, but, like, Luke Rockhold is uh, is kind of a, a badass, to say the least. And 
I don't even want to talk about, you know, how the fight ended and he was just, you know, doing some super unhealthy things, sp sp uh, spreading his blood <laughs> all over across his face. Um, I mean, what were your takes, Forbes? Yeah, I mean, it was exciting. Uh, I was impressed with Luke Rockhold. Um, you know, former champ. Um, can't take anything away from him. I think he gave it his absolute all. I think he still could compete with some of the uh, the top middleweights in the division. Um, you know, it was obviously very lofty that he wanted to, you know, come back and immediately fight Costa, who was the number sixth ranked middleweight. But, you know, it seems like he just... Um, you know, saw his reaction after the fight. He just does not have it in him um, to fight again. Uh, you know, maybe whatever, whether it's put himself through camp or um, you know, throw himself against a, an opponent in the um, in the ring. He just, yeah, seems like he doesn't have it in him. So hats off to him on a pretty insane career and in an absolute war with Paulo Costa. Um, you know, definitely did see. The win from Costa, um, volume, you know, was there. He was, um, he had Rockhold absolutely stumbling for a sec, um, and you know, even worked in two takedowns there that he he landed two uh, takedowns on two attempts successfully, which is not something we uh, we really see from uh, Costa. Ended up having you know over five minutes of control uh, on the ground, so you know he showed why um he deserves to be back there uh in the top of the middleweight division you know after two losses one obviously challenging is he for the belt and the other um kind of that debacle that um happened with marvin vittori but you know he's reestablished himself as you know a, a definitely a contender in the division you know looking ahead um lot lot of those middleweights already have fights booked um sean strickland uh, is fighting, I believe, Jared Cannonier, um, you know, uh, Derek Brunson, he's, he's open. That could be a good fight for Paulo Costa if he wants to set himself up for potentially a, a title fight, um, with Izzy, if Izzy beats, uh, Alex Pereira or, um, you know, catapult himself into a, a title contender fight, um, and see if he can then get himself back to a, uh, a championship rematch. But, um, Definitely an exciting fight. It was fun to watch him get back and actually do his thing. Um, and, you know, that brings us to the main event uh, between Kamara Usman and Leon Edwards. An absolutely insane fight, you know. Uh, I mean, we were watching together. We were pretty confident that Usman was up 3-1. minute and a half left, we start playing a game of ping pong. And we look up and Usman's on the ground. I mean, what, what were you thinking there? I was absolutely stunned, as I'm sure you were. Um, you know, Leon Edwards definitely, I think, took round one. But apart from that, it was pure domination from Usman. And you know what? I have to give credit to Edward, Leon Edwards for even staying in the fight at times. It looked like Usman was, you know, was going to get him for a, a potential knockout. Um, but you know what? Um he stuck to the game plan, and he landed an insane kick, one that no one expected. Yeah, um, that was absolutely nuts. I don't think either of us were expecting anything like that. Like you said, you know, um, Usman seemed like he was just controlling, you know, 189 strikes to 64 total strikes. He had 83 significant strikes to 55 total strikes. Um, five of 12 takedowns, 10 and a half minutes of control time. Uh, but 
Edwards just kept going. You know, he was still there, still in his face. Um, he had uh, he was the first person ever to um, take Usman down. You know, tried for a submission that he didn't end up getting, but you know he was pushing True. Usman early in the fight. But you know he did seem like he was getting controlled, um, and that you know Usman was going to coast to potentially another um, another title fight win, and, and then um, Anderson Silva's record, and yeah, out of nowhere that that kick from from Rocky was was pretty nuts. Um, you know, I think that this warrants an immediate. Um, title shot, title rematch um, between Usman and Edwards. Um, you know, obviously it's 1-1. Usman is the pound-for-pound pound king. Um, or, sorry, was the pound-for-pound pound king uh, at the time. Um, Edwards now taking the belt. I mean, you know, first loss for Usman in the UFC. Um, now Edwards is all the way up to six on the pound-for-pound uh, the pound rankings with Usman at four. So I, I think that's a fight you got to immediately rematch um i don't think Kamzat with a win over uh nate diaz gets himself a title shot as much as he'll talk about it um you know colby covington i don't think anyone would really want to see colby covington versus leon edwards i think edwards has said that you know he would want to fight um uh jorge masvidal but you know as a rematch for their supposed you know three-piece in a soda fight backstage but you know, Masvidal's been, is the number ninth ranked uh, welterweight right now, three-fight losing streak. That's definitely not the fight to uh, to make. So um, I think the immediate rematch makes sense, and um, that would be an absolutely massive, massive uh, UFC card whenever they do that. Um, I mean, that fight alone makes the, makes the card. You add one or two other names on it and that's one of the best cards that you know we could cover so those are my thoughts on it you know we look ahead uh this saturday we don't have uh, a ufc card to watch which is a little disappointing as always but um the following week we get to see uh hopefully a really exciting heavyweight bout between uh cyril gan and tai tuavisa um you know two of the top ranked heavyweights cyril gan uh number one contender coming off of um, obviously that, uh, title challenge, uh, and then you have Ty Tuavisa just knocked out Derek Lewis, uh, the third ranked, uh, heavyweight, you know, definitely going for a, um, trying to be the next title challenger in that heavyweight division where there, you know, is a lot of confusion, um, with, you know, Francis Ngannou, potentially John Jones, uh, Stipe Miocic. So, um, a lot going on in that heavyweight division. It's going to be exciting, Look at that card also. We have Robert Whitaker and Marvin Vittori, who could also be, uh, you know, this could be a title eliminator bout. Um, if, you know, Izzy wins again, then we could see him versus Whitaker or Marvin Vittori for a third time, um, which is pretty insane. Uh, but, you know, great card that we're looking forward to. Initial thoughts on the, the Robert Whitaker, Marvin Vittori, and the Cyril Gaon tied to Avisa. What do you think, Nando? So, I mean, I'm just glancing at it real quick here, and Cyril Gaon is the favorite, minus 540, over a guy in Ty Tuvisa, Tuvasa, sorry, who, like, can't be, he just, like, doesn't, he just, like, doesn't fold. Like, he gets hit so many times, and you're like, this guy's gotta get knocked out, and then he just throws it back. So, based on that trait alone, I'm like, 
honestly like a little tied to that i think that that's that's crazy you know what i mean that might be too much you know what i mean like cyril gone is an insane insanely dangerous guy right but minus 540 wow i didn't realize it was going to be that uh that much of a difference yeah you know looking back at um both of these guys they've each ko Derek lewis obviously tied to a visa to Vasa. um more recently um cyril gone one and only loss in the octagon coming to coming by the um, heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou. So this is going to be a great fight. I mean, we've seen Tai Tuivasa, you know, get hurt and still come back. Um, did that against Derek Lewis. Um, did that did that against Greg Hardy. You know, where he's seemingly gotten hit, stumbled a little bit, and still been able to almost off his back foot uh, land a knockout shot. So. I think, yeah, I mean, I see Tuivasa as a plus 450 uh, underdog. I think those those odds are pretty crazy right now. But, you know, you look at Cyril Gaon, he's just absolute technical, um, striking, you know, clean, clean stuff. That's how he was able to control Derek Lewis and control that octagon. So um, I think it's going to be a fun one. Hopefully we'll see a knockout. Um, then, you know, we look at Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. Um both guys that Izzy has beaten twice, um, both guys that are looking for um, a trilogy fight, and, you know, Whitaker's opening up as minus 240 favorite with Vittori as a plus 200 uh, underdog. You know, I think Whitaker with the, the experience, the championship experience, probably gets the win, but um, that's going to be an exciting one too. I think that both of them realize that they need to kind of show some fireworks to really earn uh, a third fight with Izzy. No one, I don't think that anyone really wants to see uh, a similar fight to their last two, uh, you know, last fight that Robert Whitaker had with Izzy and last fight with Marvin Vittori. You know, those both seemed, um, obviously Izzy won them, but they weren't necessarily exciting fights. So, you know, I think this will, they're both going to go out expecting to put on a show and, you know, hopefully they give us one. Damn, so who do you, who would you want next fight with Izzy? You know, it's hard. I mean, obviously this this Pereira fight is is exciting, but you look at everybody else in the top five, and Izzy's beat them. Um, you know, so I think aside from Kevin Holland, but uh, sorry, no, they, he did beat Kevin Holland. So um, I would I would want to see some new guys in there, you know, uh, ideally, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that a, a trilogy with Robert Whitaker. Would be the most exciting given their their first fight and just how electric that was. So that would be my preference. What about you? See, that's the thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind to see a Jared Cannonier rematch. You know what I mean? Except with more volume, more strikes. You know, I think that that fight definitely has potential. You know, obviously assuming that Jared Cannonier, you know, takes care of business against. Sean Strickland, which is, do you think that's like an interesting fight matchup? I feel like Sean Strickland isn't that, uh, like he what he lost his last fight, right? Pereira, and yeah, to Pereira, and that was pretty convincing for Pereira, to say the least. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that's gonna be a tough one for him. Yeah, I also uh, agree. I think it's gonna be. I think that a, a Jared Cannonier fight with Izzy would be fun. Um, yeah, he's got to get through Strickland, who 
I was never super high on, you know, he beat Hermanson by a split decision, which uh, I didn't love. Um, you know, I, he's not, he hasn't, he's never been, you know, super impressive for me. So I, I see Jared, Jared Cannonier taking that and yeah, hopefully getting back, uh, back at Izzy and what could be an exciting fight if there's more volume and if, uh, Izzy's able to make it past Pereira and, uh, their first fight in the octagon and not in a kickboxing arena. So this is true. You know, it's going to be fun. We have, aside from, from this Saturday, I think we're going to have some incredible cards just week after week. So uh, we'll get you uh, fully ready for the Gain versus uh, Tuivasa card next week, and uh, we'll see you then.